call is now being recorded. <laughs> We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. Two. One. Mark. Okay, here we are. It is the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. I am Steve, and this I, is... I am Doug. And that is Doug. And this <laughs> is uh, episode uh, 16, so we're just going to call this uh, Sweet 16. So this is a... This is, yeah, this is an episode that gets a Corvette. Or, uh, like, you know... You got a Corvette for your 16th birthday? Oh, I didn't get a Corvette for my 16th birthday. <laughs> I don't even know what I got for my 16th birthday. I think I got, uh, well, I can't even remember. I'm sure it was something nerdy, whatever it was. Uh, maybe a Dungeons and Dragons manual. Um, maybe. <laughs> Mom would, uh, she wouldn't have let you have that. Mom wouldn't have let you have that. No, that's true. Yeah, I might have got it, I might have, I might have got it covertly. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I think I might. Oh, you know, I think I might have got the uh, the soundtrack to Ghostbusters. Maybe I don't know because that would have been eighty four. Is that right? Eighty four. So what came out in eighty four? Is there any big things that came out in eighty four? Uh, well, did Ghostbusters come out in eighty four? I think it might have come out in eighty four. Know about that? That doesn't sound right. Let's uh, let's find out here. Let's, now that we're completely unprepared, um, <laughs> so keep talking while I look up 1984 movies. Yeah, I'm already ahead of you. Supergirl. Supergirl. Supergirl came out in 1984. <laughs> cool. That's it. That Breaking. was the big movie. Breaking. That was the big movie. Yeah, the oh, it was movie. Ghostbusters. It was Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters. Gremlins. Wow, this is a big year. Beverly Hills Cop, The Terminator, A Nightmare on Elm Street. That was a big year. Wow. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Holy crap. That's a lot of movies. The Karate Kid, Police Academy. What? This was the year. That was a good year. Yeah, no kidding. Wow, it was. 16 Candles? That was 84? Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was a day. Absolutely named 16. <laughs> so I believe, yeah, I did get the Ghostbusters soundtrack for my uh, for my birthday. Although I uh, was not allowed to keep... I had the Footloose soundtrack, too. Did that come out in the same year? I don't know. I didn't list that one. Um, I want to say... Yeah, Footloose came out in 84, too. What? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so, uh... So, uh... Footloose came out in 84. Um, I had the Footloose soundtrack along with uh, the Ghostbusters soundtrack. My mom didn't have any problem with the Ghostbusters soundtrack because that was, uh, it just seemed kind of silly to her. Um, but, catching ghosts. Uh, yeah, yeah. She didn't see the badness of that. But Footloose, she uh, listened to my tape because she wanted to know what I was listening to. 
And I said, oh, it's Footloose. And she listened to my tape with my headphones, and it was Kenny Loggins singing <laughs> Everybody Cuts Footloose. And yeah. mom, mom said I could not have it because he sounded rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that Kenny Loggins. Uh, <laughs> that's a rebel. That is a, that is a true story. He was wow. too rebellious. Yeah. Everybody cut, everybody cut. Everybody cut foot loose, except for Steve Lattery. <laughs> he, Come on. The, the, movie, the, the movie even had a Bible verse in it, Mom. Come on. There was a time to dance. There was a yeah, time to dance in Ecclesiastes. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous moment in the movie. As much as I love that movie, I, that's so dumb. Um, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at this list though. Buckaroo Banzai, Bachelor Party, so many good movies. Dreamscape, what the what? I don't remember that so one. Here's, so so here's the thing. So uh, when your parents get divorced, obviously you know you get to go to their respective houses. And Dad, um, he had a membership at one of the video stores. Uh, Video library in Burnsville. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was one of the first video stores in our suburban area there. And um, it was like a treasure trove of, you know, movies that I could get um, when I would go to his house. So when I would go to his house, he had a VCR, and I could I could pick out, like, three movies that I could watch, like, over the weekend. And I would just watch – I'd watch those three movies, like, over and over and over again because, you know, yeah. it would be – Mostly bored. Um, so, um, <laughs> so the movies that I would get there, I mean, it's like, I'm looking down this list, and these are all the movies that I got. Like, you know, Dreamscape, uh, Bachelor Party, and I could get rated R movies, too, which that was oh, a good draw. Yeah. yeah. So Dad Beverly care. Hills Cop. No, he didn't care. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, I remember one time I got, I got, like, three movies, and he was like, Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places, and uh, 16 Candles. And I watched those three movies, like, over and over and over and over and over again. But talking about, like, three <laughs> great movies to watch, like, when you're, like, 16 years old. I mean, like, because, I mean, they had swearing, and there's even a couple of boobs. And it was, like, it was, I mean, and they were, and they were genuinely funny. All three of those movies were genuinely funny movies. Um, but, uh, what was Dreamscape? I don't have any idea what that is. Oh, Dreamscape's amazing. And Dreamscape, uh, me and uh, our respective friend, uh, Tim Bandstein, Tim, uh, is a huge fan of Dreamscape as well. And most people Mm -hmm. around our age are huge fans of it. If you watch it, it's super dated, but, um, it's ripe for a remake. Like it would be a great remake. Um, but uh, what it was about was Dennis Quaid, before he was, like, megastar Dennis Quaid. You know, he was, like, I think Jaws 3D, I think maybe he was maybe one of the, the other movies he had done, like, recently. <laughs> um, but he was, you know, he was popular, but not, like, mega popular. And uh, uh, the the movie is that Dennis Quaid is, like, this uh, uh, psychic. Like, he can, like, uh, or tele- telekinetic person. Um, 
but he, he uses it like very like sparingly and he kind of uses it to like uh win bets and you know things like that he's kind of you know oh, kind of a con man. you know kind of thing you know just kind of making his way but he Parliament gets trick, uh, right. yeah 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 and he gets uh recruited by this government agency that uh what they have found out that they can do is people with special abilities like his they can actually put him into the dreams of people and influence them through their dreams so they'll do stuff and then you yeah. know and but what it really ends up being is that uh it's kind of like inception wanna, it's kind of like inception this is a long time before inception um but their thing is that um they're going to make assassins so you could like go into like the president's dream kill the president in his dream and then you know the whole thing that everybody says that when you die in your dream you die in real life yeah. So they'll kill you in your dream and then you'll die for real. And then there'll be no evidence of it and nobody will know what happened and huh. it will be completely, you know, clean. And so that's the thing. And so they put him into people's dreams and of course he's kind of the good guy. He is the good guy. And then there's a bad guy who's played by the guy from uh the Warriors. Uh, the one who's, who who uh, is famously like the the line from the Warriors, you know, where he's like, uh, "Warriors, come out and play." That guy, that really little creepy guy. Um, oh yeah. And he's and he's also in Dreamscape, and he's like the bad guy in Dreamscape, and he's great. Um, but it's a great movie. I mean, the concept of it is amazing. The effects of it are really, really bad. I and mean, when you watch it now and it's like it's terrible. Like <laughs> kid, you know, even even at that time it was kinda questionable. It was like, uh nah, nah, not great. But the movie itself <laughs> leaves a very like very strong impression on your mind just because of that. And that's why it did have such an impact on people like around my age. Nerdy people my age. Normal people probably didn't care about it at all. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but man, I made mean, this, I, I, I can't get over this list. I just keep looking at these and I'm like, what the heck? Top secret? Spinal tap? Oh man, wow. Red Dawn? Oh, and Red what Dawn. What a crazy Here year. Crazy year for I movies. Know. I mean, those are I some know. of the ones that are still heralded as classics to this day. Yeah. Dune. Um, oh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter where Jason gets, uh, Axed in the face by uh, Corey Feldman um, <laughs> at the end. That's real. Corey Feldman axes him. Um, but uh, but <laughs> that's real. Um, that's that's really real happened. Thing. That's a real thing. Corey Feldman killed Jason. Um, <laughs> but but I, but I I uh, I mentioned Red Dawn, and that's a great lead-in because uh, Powers Booth died last week. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And we were going to talk about him, but there it is, Red Dawn. Yeah. You know, big part of Red Dawn. Um, he made some... Really I forgot that he was in he was in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. They, the last episode, yeah. they did a little well, thing at the end, a little card saying, you know, to our friend Pollard's booth or something like that. Well, he was in uh, The Avengers and Captain yeah. America Winter Soldier also. Because he was part yeah, of that tribunal was... or whatever, the, the pentagorate or whatever that uh, that they meet. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. I mean, I'd completely forgotten about that. My son reminded me. He's like, "Yeah, he's in all the movies too. Or, you know, those movies, all that kind." 
Yeah, you like the government went out of my head. Attaché, whatever that yeah. was. Are they still going with that? I don't even remember. No, I don't think so. Seeing that in anything, he was in Winter Soldier. Oh, because Hydra. That's yeah, because I think it was disbanded turned out Hydra deal. Yeah, yeah. Stupid Hydra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but we had a couple other deaths. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And, uh, well, I'll I'll talk about one, and then you like the other one. Uh, and Michael Parks also died. And people who don't know the name Michael Parks, they would know his face. He uh, it was in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. Um, been a character actor for a really long time. Um, he was most famously recently noticed. Uh, Tarantino started putting him in uh, a lot of his movies. Um, so, like, uh, he put him in From Dusk Till Dawn. He was the uh, the sheriff at the beginning uh, in the Quickie Mart or whatever um, when everything mm-hmm. oh. was shot up and everything. And, yeah, he's the guy. He's the Texas Ranger that's in there. Um, huh. He's got a great monologue thing um, with... Uh, uh, Oh my god, I just read his name too. But it doesn't matter. He's a Minnesota guy. Uh the guy that he's talking to. Um and then uh he was also in uh Kill Bill. He was uh, uh I can't remember I think I think he was one of the guys that started the team. I can't remember. Anyway, he was Mexican or something. I I'm totally getting fuzzy on what parts he played in movies. <laughs> but he was but he was in uh Django Unchained. Um he's been in most of the Tarantino stuff. He's put him in there. He really, really liked him. And um he was very talented. He was very good. Um hmm. he's seventy seven years old. Powers Booth was only sixty eight. Um Yeah, I saw that. You know, uh which that's not old either. Yeah, that's pretty um, young. And then you were going to talk about um, Chris Cornell just died, who's most famous from the uh, 90s alternative rock grunge scene. He was uh, the lead singer of Soundgarden and uh, Audio Slave, which was a band that came later uh, with members of Rage Against the Machine. And he also did some solo stuff. He did uh, the theme song for, I think, Casino Royale. Um, oh, really? He did the, yeah, the main song for that. I was always a fan of his. I mean, I wasn't a, I guess I wouldn't say I was a rabid fan, but I had his albums and I, I came of age in the nineties during the grunge thing. So that was kind of my music. And, uh, that's sad. Right. I, I don't think, I don't think the full details are out at time of this recording of what exactly happened, but, uh, uh, he, he, uh it was unexpected. He killed himself. Really? Yeah. They said that he hung himself. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well, sad to lose a, an artist. Yeah. They're tortured oh, people, yeah. though. You know? Yeah. Um, well, that's a downer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hey, you know, what, you know what else came out in 1984? What? 1984. The movie with uh, with John Hurt. With John Hurt, who also just died. Man, this is a patchwork of depression. <laughs> I love that book. It's a great book. If you haven't read 1984 by George Orwell, you should read it. I know we don't really talk about books on yeah. this podcast, but 
That's one of my no, favorite I'm, books. I'm not, I love it. I'm not, I'm not much of a book learning. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't read 1984, but I did read 1985. The sequel. Much, uh, yeah, much different. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was just a knockoff. It's like the generic. <laughs> Like if you can't afford the 1984 book, like at that time, you can get the 1985 book, and it was like just a guy that went through a thesaurus. He went through a thesaurus more, and just yeah. changed every word. It was more. It was more of a pamphlet than a book. <laughs> <laughs> you just breathed through it really quickly. Um, let's see. Uh, man, I can't get over this list. I just keep looking at this, and it's just blowing my mind. Um, Blood Simple? Oh my gosh, the first Coen Brothers movie. Um, that was back in 1984. Yeah, Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> <laughs> Streets of Fire. Oh, Starman. No, I've never seen that. Starman, John Carpenter. John Carpenter, yeah. Um, that's when back he started when he still making cool nice. movies. Yeah, that was when he started getting like all soft, though. Like you know, like he went from oh yeah the thing to escape from New York to Starman, and then <laughs> you know like he was like like all cute and everything. Night of the Comet, that is a classic movie. Um, I think that would still hold up. That's a good one. That's a zombie one, isn't it? I don't think I ever. Yeah, did. it's the one I'm where uh, familiar with the premise. Yeah, Haley's Comet. It had a great tagline. I gotta find the tagline. Um, it's an amazing tagline. I really liked it. It was on the poster. Uh, let's see if I can make this bigger so I can see it. <laughs> uh, I can't see it. Can't make it out. It's too pixely. Uh, that's not the tagline I was thinking of. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's like it's like uh, this is compelling. Like, I'm on the edge of my seat. That was nice. It was the last thing on earth they ever expected. That's not the one. That's a terrible oh. tagline. Um, no, it was uh, like Haley's Comet. Like it, it, there's this famous comet that uh, hasn't come over Earth since uh, like the dinosaurs. You know, like as far as like you know, nobody has seen this comet, and so everybody gets yeah. all excited, and they're all going to be outside watching this comet. And um, the reason why the last time it was, you know, seen by the dinosaurs is that that was what killed the dinosaurs. So when this comet comes over, only people who were in, and this is kind of dumb science, but only the people who were inside, like, metal structures lived. Everyone else who was outside, they got got turned, they got turned to uh, powder. And, uh, yeah, so just like the whole, like, everybody who was outside is just a pile of powder. Um, and then it just so happens that the two, you know, leads of the movie, they are like valley girl types. Um, they survive. And so it's like, what would happen if a couple of valley girls were in like the zombie apocalypse? But they're not like, like totally dumb valley girls. Like they, you know, Catherine Mary, uh, Mary Stewart is one of them. And then, uh, the other one, I don't even know who she is, but she was like a blonde and she kind of played the whole kind of dumb blonde thing. Um, but it's where did the zombies come in? Uh, those are the powder. people. Yeah, those are the people that were exposed. I'm trying to remember exactly how the science worked on that. Um, 
I think if they weren't in metal and they were just like in a building, then they got exposed to the dust and then it kind of turned them into zombies. Like they weren't like zombie zombies at first. They like were just kind of creepy looking, but then they get like more zombified as the time goes. I don't remember. You know what? It's probably not even good. <laughs> so it's like I spent all this time talking about this movie that I'm excited about and then I think about it and I'm like yeah you know what yeah I don't think it's as good as I'm remembering it um, <laughs> but it was it was fun when I saw it um, but uh, Never Ending Story that's one that uh, I think you liked um, oh yeah I don't really remember I definitely love yeah. that yeah. I haven't revisited as an adult so it's probably terrible but it was, I'm it sure was, through the, the eyes of nostalgia, it was fantastic. I mean, I was, I was probably too old for it. Like, you know, like I, I was past the, the prime age for that to be enjoyable to yeah. me. Um, but like Gremlins, Gremlins, this is amazing. Um, no, I just watched that the other day. <laughs> it still holds up. Yeah, yeah. It's, still, it's still pretty creepy, you know. I laughed That's a lot more watching it this time than I think I... As a kid, I think I was just afraid of it. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of, like, cool and scary. And then as an adult, I'm like, wow, this is hilarious. This is ridiculous. Like, it's funny seeing things from a different age range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this isn't then, scary at all. This is a comedy. And it's a great it's a great concept for the movie. I yeah. love the concept of the movie. But the science of it is so dumb now. Like, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. Like, you know, yeah. don't feed them after midnight. Well, what time well, zone? When, yeah, it's yeah, midnight, midnight now. Like, that's what yeah, I mean. What, it's midnight yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and then once I can't feed him past midnight, when can I start feeding him again? Can yeah, I start yeah, feeding exactly. him at yeah. 7 a.m.? You know, because that's not, you know some arbitrary time that I can just begin feeding him again and it's fine. <laughs> it just doesn't make, it just made no sense. And, yeah. and it was, you know, it's just so funny because like, you just accepted that rule. That's a good example of like a movie setting rules and you just accept it and just go with it and it's fine. You start thinking about it, it's like, okay, this is dumb. This doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a great movie. Um, Terminator, the first Terminator, that was a classic. Um, you watch that one, it's pretty dated. It looks, it looks rough. Like the, the effects, the shots, the stop motion of the endoskeleton is pretty dicey. It's pretty bad. And then the, the one I, the, the, the scene that really sticks out to me is not holding up is when, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger cuts his eye out. Oh yeah, and it's just the, the, the dummy head mirror. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Like that's really bad. And I remember seeing the theater even going, "That's cool, but eh, that effect is not great." And that <laughs> that was in 1984. Yeah, it's like it was already kind of past that. Um, so that was a bad effect. Um, and then uh, Temple of Doom, we talked about Temple of Doom, how much you liked watching that again. Um, oh, yeah. I love this. Still love Temple uh, of Doom, despite although, its silly moments. Well, yeah, you know, and, and there's one thing about Temple of Doom, too, that always bothers me. 
that I can't really get past. And that is, um, at the beginning when he's got his little, uh, pre-mission that they always have, you know, at the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, and he's in his great tux and everything, you know, that's really, that's really cool. James Um, Bondish. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's his partner's name? Um, in the, in the club. Oh my God, I just forgot his name. That's ridiculous. Oh, what was his name? Um, Oh, the guy who gets yeah. shot and yeah, that's what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was his name? It's ridiculous that I can't remember this. I'm like such a huge fan of all these guys. Um, oh, woo. Of course. It's woo. Woo. Um, so, uh, at the very beginning, you know, we go through the whole thing and, uh, there's a big switcheroo, like, during the, the proceedings of, like, bartering for this uh, this little uh, trinket for money. And, and Nerhachi. Yeah. Nerhachi. And, yep. uh, and, and Wu shows up as a waiter, and it's like, oh, he's not a waiter. This was all planned. Like, he was going to be there dressed as a waiter to help out, you know, when things go south, you know, so Indy can work all this out. Yeah. Wu, gets, Wu gets shot in the, in the proceedings. And uh, as he's dying in Indy's arms, because uh, chaos erupts everywhere, um, he's dying and he goes, uh, this is our last adventure, Dr. Jones. I go fast, you know, whatever. And then he yeah. and then he dies. So we allude to the fact that him and Wu, because this is actually a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is, most people know that, but there are people out there probably that don't. Yeah, there's still people don't. Um, so it's, that don't so actually, actually, it takes place before Raiders. So this is yeah. uh, this is uh, pre uh, Indiana, like really, you know, getting like the full supernatural, you know, treatment. Um, yeah. But and that would explain why Wu is not with him in Raiders of the Lost Ark because he gets you know he's killed in this thing right at the beginning. Um, yeah. But. Uh, we're led to believe that Wu is a good friend of Indy's and that they've been on many an event- adventure, as he says, many an adventure. Um, <laughs> so they, they've been together for a long time, right? And then yeah. after that, Indy grabs, you know, uh, Spielberg's uh, wife, Kate uh, Shaw, and then yeah. he um, jumps out the window and they land in the car with Short Round, and Short Round's yeah. got the you know, bricks on his feet. Yeah. And he's like, "Holy, holy smoke, Doctor Joe, crash landing!" And then, yeah. and then we're we're off, you know, after the races, you know, getting out of the out of that area to go to the next part of the movie. I'm assuming that Wu knew Short Round because Short Round is the getaway guy. So this has all been yeah. planned. Wu was the waiter. He was going to be the the getaway guy, you know, for them to get out of there. So that means Wu knew Short Round. Short Round knew Wu. At no point does anybody ever mention Wu again. <laughs> like, there, is, there is not one moment where Short Round goes, whoa, what Wu. happened to Wu? Yeah, it's like, or yeah. anything. You know, just like nothing. Not an acknowledgement. It's like he didn't even exist. <laughs> and it is never yeah. spoken of. Indy doesn't even say anything to Short Round. Like, uh, sorry, buddy. You know, our pal Wu didn't make it. No, nothing. Not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zip. 
Maybe they talked sense. about it on the plane uh, before or after his nap. Hmm. No, no, because there's no time for that. You see that entire sequence. There's nothing. There's yeah. no moment where it's even acknowledged. Not even a nod. <laughs> not even a, not even an unspoken thing between them. Um, crazy. So that 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 always sticks out to me as like this big flaw in that movie. I never and noticed also, that. And now also, you've ruined the movie for me. Thank I know you. I ruined it for. You. And also, uh, Indy in Raiders of the Lost Ark is like you know you know me I'm not a superstitious guy and you know like he's like you know because I I got my gun. You know, he says that he's throwing a gun into the suitcase. You know, so I mean, yeah. he's like, I don't believe in any of this mumbo jumbo, whatever. Yeah. Temple of Doom is a prequel. Yeah. So he saw that stone come out of the bag, burn through the bag, yeah. get caught by Mola Ram, and get his hand, yeah. you know, burnt. He also witnessed. Mole Ram take out a guy's heart from his yeah. chest while it was still beating and then <laughs> burn up in his hand. And yeah. yet he well, doesn't believe in any supernatural anything. Because why would he? That, well, after that is when he gets like brainwashed and goes through that whole thing. Well, thinking about it, thinking about it later, I mean, whenever something weird happens, you always kind of have that moment of reflection. Like, did that, was it really, did that really happen like that? So, I mean, he, he could have talked himself out of it by the time. Oh, he did yeah, talk himself out of it. the Lost Ark. Hanging well, on the bridge. Did I, did I really, well, that, but that's not, I mean, not, not out of the entire sequence of events, but. You know, with the whole, you know, did the, the stones, did they really burn out of the bag? Did they just fall out? He's the did one they that really said pull that he, a guy? Well, he's the one that did the incantation. Yeah. That makes but, the stones burn through. He's like, no, yeah. and then it starts burning. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that does it. So but he I think has a couple years removed or a year removed. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think it was I them suppose. attempting to, like, kind of retcon. I don't even know why they had to even make it a prequel. I don't even know why it couldn't have been after. I think it's because they didn't want to explain what happened to Marion because they weren't going to have Marion in it for some reason. I don't know why. But, but then they don't explain what happens to Willie at the end of the movie. They're like happy. Exactly. So, so what happened to It doesn't, doesn't make sense either way why. The whole thing was they, when they talked about those movies, I remember reading it in Starlog. At that time, like before <laughs> Temple of Doom, before Temple of Doom came out, I read in yeah. Starlog that what they were planning was we are going to have a movie come out every couple of years, just like Star Wars, mm-hmm. and um, they're going to be like James Bond. They are not going to be. There's not going to be a continuity to them. There's simply going to be a different story each time. And he might have a different really, sidekick each time. I really wish yeah, they would have yeah, done that. I wish they wouldn't have I stopped. I really wish they would have. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? God, it's so no disappointing. Because we could have had, like, another, like, ten movies. Yeah. Um, well, I remember George I Lucas saying, after, after, like, the fourth one, or the, I don't remember, he was like, well, there's just really not anything else that Indiana Jones can look for. And I was like, what? Like, me and my friend Joshua, like, over the course of like a 30 minute lunch, 
came up with like <laughs> 10 things that he could search for. I'm like, George Lucas, yeah. you're full of it. You're just lazy. You know, let me, <laughs> yeah. Let me make a list. <laughs> no, because he was no, because he was thinking about Radio Land murders and uh, Howard the Duck and he Tucker really to get. Yeah, he wanted to get those car movies. manufacturer. Yeah, he really wanted to make those movies <laughs> rather than make another ten Indiana Jones movies. What a jerk! Yeah, <laughs> because of that, because of that, we got nothing. Um, okay, I'm just keep going through this list because this is amazing. I, I can't believe it. Romancing the Stone. That was oh, wow. great. That was a great movie. Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito. Oh, that was so much fun. That's a fun, fun movie. I don't know if that holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, Dune, as much as that was a uh, kind of yeah. a, kind of a uh, back and forth, good and bad kind of thing. You can't I, I, I don't say that it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, David Lynch, right? David Lynch. Yeah, and, David Lynch. Uh, it's very, it's very Kyle unknown, McLaughlin. Yeah, and Sting, and Sting. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, Purple Rain. Uh, oh yeah, that came out before. That was filmed here. That's a great movie. I saw that again uh, when uh, after Prince died last year. Uh, they showed it at theaters like one night. And that was fun yeah. to see that. The Natural. Oh my God, that's a great movie. Robert Redford. Wow, great. Movie. I don't know if I ever saw that one. You should see that movie. That movie would hold up. That's a great movie. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, eh, that wasn't my favorite. <laughs> wasn't my favorite. Not, not just because it was about nerds, but it just, I don't know. It wasn't as funny as, yeah, I didn't think it was that great. Um, it's kind of like the Big Bang Theory. You know, it just kind of, yeah. you know, it just kind of overdoes the whole nerd thing. Um, yeah. But that's where the whole look came from. The whole nerd look, you know, the white shirt and with the glasses, pocket and protector, the... and the glasses and all that. Yeah, yeah. It was. Let's put it this way: when I was in high school, having that movie around, it didn't make things easier for me. And like, that's a good thing. Um, Splash, Daryl Hannah, and Tom. Oh Hanks. yeah, Tom Hanks, Amazing. John Candy too. John Candy, so great. Um, and Eugene Levy. What a week I'm having. Um, that's, my, <laughs> that's my favorite line in that movie. Um, oh, The Last Starfighter? Oh, I love The Last Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. and I see that's a movie that they could remake. Actually, all the really have I, I'm surprised they haven't remade it. It actually holds yeah. up really well. I watched it, it just not too long ago with the kids, and it's still really well done. I just it got might the, have been a little I, bit ahead I, of its time. Well, you know, the, the problem with it is that if you watch it now, the non-CGI stuff is great. Like, the story is good, acting is no. good, everything's great. I, when it I kind of blocked out the, the CGI. <laughs> when it gets into the CGI, it's really <laughs> terrible. It looks like it those, those things where, like, you can make your own animated short. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can do that. You're like, like online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, you enter in the, uh, yeah. It's like a 3D looking environment or whatever. It looks terrible. Um, yeah. It almost looks like Minecraft or something. Um, yeah. But because uh, it was supposed to look like the video game, it was like the exactly. video game he was playing was that was real life. I mean, they they tried to work around it, but yeah, it it looks pretty awful. 
I drink it's that. terrible. But I mean, now you could, I mean, you could simply just take out all of those shots of that, you know, terrible computer generated whatever, and replace it with other stuff now, and that movie would yeah. still work. Like it would be yeah. fine. Like you could watch the whole movie just the way it is. Um, yeah. You didn't have to remake it, but they will because they want to make more money. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Firestarter, not my favorite Stephen King movie, but uh, what's her head's in it? Drew Barrymore. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, Muppets Take Manhattan. You liked Muppets oh, Take yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. yeah that was, still that was a good one. Yeah, you liked that one. I remember taking you to that one. Uh, I think... I think you can. That's the one where Animal gets really big, isn't he? Or is that the Muppet movie? That's the Muppet movie. I think. He grows gigantic. Yeah, that's at the end, yeah. That's the Muppet movie. The growth pill, or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't even remember. (laughs) Terrible. This has been a strange podcast, people. (laughs) All we've been doing is talking about 1984. (laughs) And all because we couldn't think of a title for episode 16. So we started yeah. talking about things that were going on when I was 16. That's really, <laughs> that's really arrogant. Egocentric. <laughs> Let's base this around Steve's age. Um, so, uh, but there's been a lot of news. There's been a lot of things, I mean, happening. Uh, God, I mean, there's a whole list of things. Um, did you see the thing about uh, about Star Wars because of this pamphlet that showed up like oh in yeah Asia there's some sh- there's some shocking the most shocking reveal or something like that yeah according to this going to be that they're promoting they're like it's going to be more and of course they do it with like broken English but they say that it uh, it more shocking reveal than uh, Vader Luke father or something like that it's like that that's kind of the way they say it. It's, ter- it's terribly offensive, but that's exactly the way that it said it in the thing. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know how else you can say that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, they are claiming that this is going to be a shocking, shocking, shocking reveal, um, which what could be shocking? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they're going to reveal that Luke is actually Darth Vader's father. Ooh! Wait, what? <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. Maybe. That's not shocking. That's just stupid. Maybe Luke is Snoke. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe Snoke Maybe. is Luke. Maybe, Maybe R two D two is Snoke. <laughs> I read somewhere that somebody's like the most shocking thing would be if uh, Han Solo was still alive. Like that'd be the shocking thing. And I'm what like, if Han Solo no, is Snoke? <laughs> Think about it. That would mess with you. What if Harrison Ford showed up? <laughs> what if Harrison Ford was interested in being a part of any of these movies again? That Ooh, would be. Yeah, that that's would probably be. the most shocking twist. That would be. That would be most shocking. Yeah. Um, now it's going to be. I don't know. We'll find out. It's going to be interesting. You, you, you could speculate forever. You really could. Um, did you uh, did you see the trailer 
for uh, the Dark Tower. Yeah, and Stephen King. What do yeah. you think of that? That looks cool. I I know nothing about the Dark Tower, other than it's written by Stephen King. But the uh, the trailer looked like a fun movie. I mean, it looked like something I'd be interested in in watching. So I guess they did their job. Yeah, I mean, the, the trailer looks kind of neat. Um, the books. I started reading the first book. Um, it's very it's very dense. It's very 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 dense volume. Uh, that mm-hmm. first book. Um, and what it is from people I know that have read all of the books, which there's, I think like five, four, I don't know. There's a lot. Um, and there's comic books and there's all sorts of stuff. And they're, they're like, apparently the comic books aren't, they're like a sequel to the books or they take place in between the books or they're not just an adaptation. And I've heard that the movie is the same thing. It's not an adaptation of any of the books. It's just another story. Well, and two, uh, he uses all of, he has all of his characters from other books. Yeah. Crossover. It's it's very meta. In fact, I think to the point where even I think, I think Stephen King is actually in it. Like he makes an appearance like in the books or something like that. I don't know. It sounds pretty deep, uh, huh. and I don't know how they're gonna like keep that going. Um, I'm surprised they spent so much time on that. Like, there's so many other things they could have, you know, adapted. It's just it's kind of weird to me that they take on something like that. But you know, uh, the actors are good. Uh, the effects look pretty neat. Um, mm-hmm. The story looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it. I want to see the the new It movie. That looks that looks pretty scary. Yeah, TV, the TV the TV movie was scary up until I mean it was a mini series, but it was pretty scary until you got to uh, the big reveal at the end of what it was, and the effects back then were pretty terrible and I know it was a TV movie too yeah and then just yeah but I mean the effects were bad anyway at that time like they weren't great um, yeah but I think so, Tim Curry as Pennywise was so scary that anything yeah. else was kind of a letdown <laughs> but the thing the thing that they actually come up with at the end is it's pretty terrible I mean it's pretty bad and, and everybody remembers it as being really great because of the Tim Curry connection, you know, like how good yeah. he was in that. They almost always forget the last hour of that series was absolutely terrible. Like, it was just horrible. Uh, it was such a yeah. letdown to, like, all the buildup. So I'm excited to see what it would look like done well. And they're splitting mm-hmm. it into two movies. So they're doing the first movie is just the kids and then they're ending that story because that's the way it is in the book too um the first oh, so with pennywise there's going to be two parts to this like it's a yeah it's, yeah so oh. you got you got that you got the kid the kid story which is that's the first time that uh they get together to fight the the monster mm-hmm. then the second part of the book is them grown up as adults, it comes oh, back that's again. Right. That's and then right. they have to fight and then they have to fight it again. And of course, yeah, now, in the miniseries you know, they flash back, they go back and forth and Right. 
Right. And yeah. in the book, it was more, I, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think the book was more split up. Like, I don't know how much flashback they did. Maybe they think it was just two stories. No, I, the I think it was, I think it was flashbacks. Yeah, it was flashbacks. But you know how books do that? You know, they constantly are going back and forth. You know, and that's what they did in the book. Um, yeah. So the first movie is going to be all about the kids. The second movie is going to be all about the adults. And, of course, they'll recast, you know, adults playing, you know, all these kid actors. Um, yeah, interesting. So I, I think it'll be really cool. Um, the first trailer for the kid movie, wow, looks pretty intense. Um, so I think, uh, I think it's got a good chance. Of being cool. What are they going to call the second one? It also is going to be it again. It's part two. It'll probably be it part two. Yeah. It'll be most oh, it's <laughs> like like multiple it. <laughs> It'd be like uh, you know the alien it. aliens it and it's it. I like it. <laughs> um. What else? What else do you got? Oh, you know, you were going to talk about uh, Wizard World. Yeah, Wizard World. I went there. I actually, I volunteered, and uh, so I got to work behind the scenes a little bit. Um, I got to see most of the, the celebrities there. Um, talked very briefly with uh, the monkeys, Peter Tork. He wanted to play some video games of the area where I was bouncering for, and uh, so he I, he came in and played uh, a little Galaga and. Uh, centipede or something i don't remember yeah i think it was centipede so it was kind of fun you know we had a minor uh, exchange and uh i got to see uh charlie sheen he he seemed pretty head down and just trying to you know get his his fans happy and he had a, there was a lot of people there for him um yeah his his line was when i was there the longest by far a lot of people really? were excited to see him yeah and he seemed, he seemed nice enough. Um, you know what? I mean, like, Charlie Sheen has been around for a long time. So, I mean, you know, it's like, that makes sense. There's, you know, he's yeah. got a lot of fans um, over yeah. the years. Not quite the same crowd as uh, the rest of the, you know, nerd convention, but um, I guess there's some crossover there. Well, he was and, in, uh, like, a lot of comedies and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's that's kind of nerdy kind of stuff yeah. men at work and uh, yeah. uh, what call it uh, major league and yeah, he did a lot of a lot of stuff yeah uh, he was in Red Dawn too oh yeah um, uh, so that's a genre movie so yeah I mean he, he fits into that oh and The Arrival yeah, I guess he was in he was in that oh yeah fiction <laughs> movie The Arrival Not uh, Arrival but The Arrival yeah yeah The Arrival yeah different Way different, um, but I remember I remember <laughs> I saw, that movie. Um, yeah, it was, I remember being okay, okay sci-fi thing. And then I got to see uh, Peter Capaldi, uh, te- television's Doctor Who, is the current yeah. one, and uh, he was super. I mean, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't get to work at his booth, but just like yeah. walking around, he was so nice to everybody. I mean, he he would wave, he'd make eye contact with people. He waved and smiled at me, and that, you know, as a big fan of his, I was like, oh, he smiled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, just, he, he understands his celebrity, and he doesn't, you know, a lot of people will kind of, like, 
rush from one thing to the other, you know, collar up, um, you know, don't look at anybody. But he was, you know, kind of, you know, pointing and smiling and just, he, he knows that, uh, he should be nice to people. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. It was cool to see, you know. Um, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it was, it, um, it seemed like an okay convention. Um, yeah. Saw some people I knew and, uh, yeah, it was some cool costumes and lots of stuff to buy, of course. I didn't get to go to any panels or anything. Just oh, it was a crazy dude. week. It was a crazy yeah. week to begin with. And, you know, when I was, I was working shifts, it was kind of hard to break away. And, uh, it was, it was fun. I'd volunteer. Well, I'm you were able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did it with you in the past and, uh, I had fun doing it with you, and then uh, when I did it by myself, it wasn't quite as much fun, and so then I kind of bagged it, because I was like, eh, it just, it just felt like I was, like, not really being that useful, and it wasn't like I was, like, having a ton of fun, and I really just wanted yeah. to kind of just be at the convention, you know, and just kind of, you know, walk around, yeah. and you can do that as a volunteer, which is nice, you know, they give you plenty of breaks, and you can walk around and stuff, but... Yeah. I don't know. It just wasn't as much fun with the, without you there. So, <laughs> oh, was, uh, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's true. Um, okay, one other news thing is uh, Hellboy. We were oh, talking about yeah. Hellboy not that not that long yep. ago, and you were really disappointed to find out that uh, Del Toro uh, wasn't going to be making another Hellboy. They, he said, "Absolutely not. It's not going to happen." Um, yeah, which we were really bummed about because we really liked both those movies. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here's a new movie coming out um, with David Harbour, the guy who had been up for Cable. Now he is going to uh, now he's going to be Hellboy. Yeah, which is crazy. It is. It's really interesting. I mean, I, this is completely unrelated to the the del Toro stuff. Like it's a, it's a reboot. And so I guess it'll be interesting to see what kind of style they take because I mean, the, the Hellboy from the two previous movies was, was definitely a different look for the characters. I mean, they were a little more realistic, I guess, or, or more superhero looking. Whereas if yeah. you, you look at the original art, um, it's a lot more stylized and Hellboy isn't so much like a incredible Hulk looking guy as he's kind of a oddly shaped demon. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they kind of go that direction, which I'm assuming they're, they're uh, going to change up his look. He's going to look probably gonna closer be, to the comics. And so he's going to be darker and more gruesome, which, yeah, which, which the sure art, that, I, I would, I would say the art is probably more gruesome. I mean, it's more moody and more, uh, you know, odd angles and very, very Lovecraftian. Where the Del Toro movies kind of took that that element a little bit, but I yeah. can see him uh, playing that up even more. Well, the director is Neil Marshall, who directed uh, the Descent about the oh, creepy yeah, the, things in the cave. Yeah. Um, and those things are pretty nasty. So this might be in line with, you know, what they're saying this is going to be. Um, yeah. 
I'm still bummed we're not getting a third with Del Toro, but I'm I'm curious to see what what this is going to be. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think I think it could be really cool. Um, and then if there's anything else I was imagining, um, what else was I talking about? You know what? We'll sort of stay until next week because I can't think of anything. I'm going to make another plug for this season of Doctor Who since I was just talking about Peter Capaldi. This is his last season, and I feel like they're just, they are knocking it out of the park with every episode. The one episode that I thought was, the one episode that I thought was merely okay, my kids loved. So, they're doing something right. Um, and the the interesting thing about this season so far is that it's not really in continuity, so it's like you can watch them really in any order. Yeah. Um, I think this next... They've they've done something in this le- last episode, I think it was episode five, that you need to uh, watch them in order. But up until this point, it's kind of just, you know, like we were talking about with the Indiana Jones, it's just it's another day, another adventure sort of, sort of thing. It's not necessarily this thing happened after this thing. I got to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really good. Well, I, I'm going to plug uh, the third season of Fargo, which has been outstanding. Ewan McGregor yeah. plays two parts. He's so good. Oh, really? I need to watch all those. Good. Yeah, you can watch the first two seasons on Hulu now. Um, and then the third season is going as we speak. And then uh, Better Better Call Saul is still going so strong. Such a good, good, good show. Um, and then Preacher, uh, Preacher is going to be starting season two, uh, I think mid-June, uh, June 23rd maybe. Um, so if you haven't seen that, watch the first season of Preacher, which is pretty great. I've been advertising that and, uh, from things I've been watching. There's been all sorts of ads for Preacher. It's darn good. That first season is so good. When you get to the end of the first season, mm-hmm. you are really going to dig it. Like, it's, there's a great payoff to the first season, I think. Um, very uh, very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy kind of feel to it. You'll see what I mean. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. very good. Very, very good. And the whole show is good. It's, it's a very cool show. Um, and uh, what other show am I recommending right now? Leftovers. Leftovers is doing some crazy, brave, insane stuff for their last season. The, the whole season. I'm not, uh, not going to make the joke this time. No, don't. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not about what's in the refrigerator. All right. Well, but then you you made the joke, <laughs> and I had to I had to throw it out there again. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up. This is, uh, this yeah. is the end. Uh, I'm not going to speed through this like I normally do. I get all excited. <laughs> this has been the uh, 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. Uh, you can find uh, Doug at Wugman Max uh, Instagram. Mm. And uh, you can check our Facebook page. You can look at our website. Um, mm-hmm. I can be seen at uh, Dennis the Office Cobra. I've been seeing a lot of people viewing uh, the Dennis the Office Cobra page, um, which is crazy. Oh, um, oh, good. Because I haven't put anything new on there um, in weeks. <laughs> so I'm sure people are seeing this and they're like, you haven't done anything since March. Um, <laughs> but it's just because it's kind of redundant to put stuff on there and the 10 Minutes from Hell page. Uh, 
But uh, if I come up with something interesting, I'll put it on the dentist page, I guess. Um, yeah. But all the videos are on the dentist page. But they're also on the 10 Minutes from Hell page, too. So whatever. I don't know. Social <laughs> media. Who knows how it works? Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of social media, uh, technology stuff. Silicon Valley. Also, great show. <laughs> Gotta watch Silicon Valley. That's a great show. One of the funniest satires, Mike Judge. He's amazing. Ah, uh, it's Mike uh, Judge. It's I Mike Judge. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. That's it. That's, That's it. I gotta go. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>